1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Rotowire Premier League DFS show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. I'm here to break down a rare, but not soon to be rare, because we got all the holiday fixtures, midweek Premier League slate, which is very exciting, joined as usual by Ryan Balangi. Ryan, you were tilting a little bit when I was talking to you about some of your DFS results, but we have to talk about how lucky Arsenal Football Club are. Getting the late <laughs> smash and grab win against Luton Town after leaking three goals to them.
2: Yeah, that made the day a whole lot better. Um, you know, uh, another late Declan Rice winner. I mean, what what a signing he's proved to be. A, you know, I've been a, being a Declan fan for so long, it was great to see him come to Arsenal. He scored that ninety some minute winner against United. He scores this one. Like you said, it looks like Arsenal are dead. Kai Havertz is, you know, looking like, I I don't know. He's looking better, at least another big goal from Kai. I mean, yeah, it's one of those wins that you need to have if you're going to win the title. Definitely, like, pretty lucky, you could say. Raya made a couple bad mistakes. Really tough day for Raya. Might have to bring Ramsdale back into the fold if, if he can concentrate for a full, for a full ninety minutes, um, yeah, I don't know. Lucky, I I, I thought Arsenal showed good fight. Um,
1: that's how. That's the good punditry right there. You may, say. Maybe a little bit fortunate.
2: Yeah, they showed heart. Um,
1: they did. No, I think every title-winning team books wins like this. You know, they make mistakes and then they just have to dig deep in and make up for it. I mean. I agree with you. Declan Rice is incredible. And to the Kai Havertz haters, I think you should maybe consider bigger than an eight game sample. The player has been good for a long time in various teams and just had a bad patch of form. I mean, he's kind of like a luxury midfielder, but he can make a difference. I think if he's scoring goals. It just adds so much.
2: Yeah. Really nice to see him doing well after that nightmare stretch. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm happy that like, you like, you know, a bit, A bit sad because I've been, like I was telling you, I lost in Champions League last week. Lost in NFL on Sunday. Just just a tough run. Um, Lost today. I had some chances. I had some good lineups. I had some chances today, but not in the end. Not after Ross Barkley scored. And I I forget what else. But yeah, I don't know. I think this, I mean, it's nice to have a four-game midweek slate. I thought it might be a six-game slate, but... It didn't include the City game or I think what United Chelsea game. I guess it's nice not to have to worry about City. Um, this slate, I mean, yeah, you, you have the odds up. Liverpool with a 2.6 total against Sheffield, who are, you know, the worst team we've seen probably in a while in the Premier League. Um, so is it a slate where? You just want to jam a bunch of Liverpool. I don't know. You break it down. You've looked at it a bit more than I have.
1: Yeah. If we're looking at the odd screen that we have on the YouTube video, we got Liverpool 80% implied, uh, win probability and just a ridiculously high 2.6 implied goal total Liverpool are on the road and they're getting rated like this. So I am uh, terrified for poor Sheffield United if they don't show anything more and have to play at Anfield, because that would become a very silly, silly betting lines. Um, So yeah, Liverpool are going to dominate the discussion and their players are expensive, but affordable, like not like too ridiculously expensive. You got Mo Salah at 10.6 K. That's a pricey, you know, at one minus 165 goal scoring odds. We also have Darwin Nunez at 9.1 K. Maybe Liverpool rotate and you can play a Jota spot. Not sure about minutes. Luis Diaz at around 8.4 K if I remember right. So there's going to be ways to play multiple Liverpool players in any lineup. And I think that's going to be a dominant strategy, but, um, Looking at other games, we have three, you know, slight favorites um, playing at home. Brighton are hosting Brentford. That has the second highest implied goal total. So Brentford are actually getting a fairly high goal total for being road underdogs at 1.3. So that should be an interesting matchup. Brighton are kind of one of these great back and forth teams, good to target. And GPP is usually good game environments as well. Um, And then we kind of have two games that don't project as nice, but there might be some interesting players. Fulham are hosting Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace are hosting... Bournemouth, we're looking at 2.5, 2.6 totals, nothing too exciting there. Um, when I was looking at cash games, Ryan, I kind of just clicked on a barbell lineup, you know, just jammed some studs at each position who are expensive. And then I found value in the other positions and I thought, okay, this is fine. I did some more research and I think that actually might be the optimal construction. I was going through a lot of names, which were interesting. But I truly think this is a slate for the GPP bros. So I don't know. What do you think of, I think you have a lot of options in GPPs, but uh, you're the expert in that realm. So what do you think?
2: Well, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on cash, actually. Um, You know, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem as straightforward to me. Like My first question would be, who's like the first guy in your lineup, you know, regardless of position or the first two
1: guys in your lineup. I mean, yeah. It's not so it's not so easy. I didn't really think that anyone is a clear play in cash games. And so when something like this happens, like there's a lot of players who seem fine, but I have minutes worries, I kind of just trickle up the board and just take the slam dunk best plays at each position. So I'm like, okay, well I'll click Mo Salah because he has the best goal scoring odds. But I think you could also click on Darwin Núñez. And one of the decisions you'll have to make is, do you want to play two expensive Liverpool players or do you want to play an expensive Liverpool player and Michael Elise? Because I think you're going to play Trent Alexander-Arnold at 8.2K in this slate. I've been targeting fullbacks against Sheffield United all season, and even the most ho-hum fullbacks have gotten extremely good results. It just feels like a really good spot for Trent you know, taking set pieces. Liverpool are going to dominate possession. I mean, maybe you believe in a new manager bump, quote-unquote, for Sheffield, but... I really want to play Trent. I really want to play Mo or Darwin. And then I really want to play Olise. So once you do that, you're spending about you know 60% of your salary. You just have to find value everywhere else. And I think there's enough to make that type of construction work. A lot of mid-range plays, I'm worried about their minutes. Like Dominic Sobosly, for example, he's been subbed off at the 65-minute mark very frequently. A lot of these, like Andreas Pereira, 6.2K, takes set pieces for Fulham, home favorite he's being subbed at the 65 70th minute mark and fixture congestion is becoming a real thing. So when, when they're playable guys, low, iffy things going on with median range of outcomes and minutes in the mid range, it just sort of leads me naturally to a studs and duds build, but I don't know. What do you think of that? Okay. No, like, yeah,
2: no, now I, th- I think we're pretty much on the same page. I was worried that you were going to try to sell me on Pascal gross, but you didn't even bring him up.
1: No, well, you can't play, you can't play Pascal. Okay. Your 9.9 K Pascal gross, I think is like not very responsible as João Pedro might start with him and he'll take penalties. So there goes gross, you know, 15% of the time gets you out of there. It's going to depend on his position. It's an all right game environment, but you have to compare him to Darwin or Liverpool and like Darwin could easily get a goal or assist. Like that's going to be the most likely outcome for him. He also has a great shooting floor because he always misses. So he takes plenty of attempts. Um, And, of course, we'll just take him being more efficient. Bo always playing 90 minutes and on penalties for a team that's going to possess the ball for 70% of the match. That has to be a a good play as well. So I I don't think paying up for like a, you know, Gross or an Embuemo in this spot, that's like a very contrarian type of option. But I think from the cash point of view, just get your Liverpool players, get a player like Olise who can absolutely dominate, and then just find find enough to get by maybe you can get four or five points out of some of these punts and just uh hope the studs take you there okay yeah uh,
2: I think I'm with you what do you think about uh you know a $7,500 Willian who I don't know he, he broke my heart taking those penalties on the showdown slate on Monday <laughs> I was I was w- talking to my friends and we were t- they're like Pereira's on pens, right? Like, yeah, I think so. And we, we convinced ourselves Pereira was on pens, all faded William, and then he made two pens. Oh, geez. So, yeah, I don't know.
1: I, that's just from a cash point of view. I mean, if he's not going to take set pieces, he's on pens. That game has a low implied goal total. I think it gets really interesting. So I'm going to push back and ask you to talk about tournaments a little bit because when the dominant construction is a barbell, I'm always wondering in tournaments if I can play a balanced lineup and outscore the studs because it, you're just when you're punting at three lineup spots or you're playing like a Lewis Cook in a midfield spot, you're sort of losing a lot of upside. And there are definitely good players in the mid range on this slate. Right. We have all of the Brighton Fords who are not Pascal Gross. You got Evan Furnikasen. You like Simon Adingra more than me, but he's at 6600. He's a good play. Um, you have Karumitama at 6.9k. You have Willian, who I think is a fine GPP play, especially if he might take a corner or two, plays most of the minutes, and then takes penalties. So I'm wondering: are there enough mid-range players, and can they keep up with the Liverpool assets, or even outscore them a little bit? Can they, you know, if Olise scores 16 points, can you find someone 3,000 cheaper who can put up 25 points? So you can kind of get ahead of those lineups. You know, if Mosala scores twenty points, is there enough goals in the 7K range that you can pass them? That's what I'm wondering. And that seems like um it's dangerous. It's it's dangerous. It's contrarian, but it seems like a potentially profitable way to explore tournaments.
2: Yeah, I think there is. Um so like who do you have to I I guess who do you have to who are the who are the punts gonna be in this studs and duds lineup like at least for tournaments i see we have what are 4500 jimenez like are people gonna play that no Um, like yeah end up twice at forward can you spend up twice at forward and play elise and trent
1: i guess you can no how would you you would be you're spending no you can't right so who are people gonna punt um so yeah Jacob McWhorter in here saying Jamming Raul Jimenez I have well I had Raul Jimenez in my dummy lineup I noticed that all the computer players in cash when Simon Godos came in um someone was a late scratch they all played Godos so there has to be like something in his historical production that makes him seem all right uh, it's, so he's at 4.8k DeCord over Reed at 4.4k it, it's looking like a situation where if you play Sala Olise and TAA you're going to have to punt at a forward spot. And Raul, with plus 200 goal scoring odds, he's a home favorite. I'm not super excited about it, but I think that's what you're at. Yeah, to really. Have to do.
2: So, like, and he he seems like one of the only punts, I guess. So, like, from a tournament point of view, like, you really don't have to fade that, that much. Mm-hmm. And to make that construction, you know, to make it harder for it to get there. Like you said, if you can, can you find enough of these mid-range plays? I think you can. Um, Jack, how is one a GPP, bro? I see the question in the chat. I thought it
1: was a good question to ask you. Oh, I don't know. I just use it like colloquially. I don't know what it technically means. Ryan, I know a GPP, bro. When I see it, I'll be like the Supreme court on pornography. You are one. You make your living <laughs> on that, Um, that big <laughs> flagship GPP usually so i always okay i always trust your advice on the in these sort of formats quite a bit you know it's formats where you have to value not you have to fade some of the best plays often to be quite successful higher variance spots
2: yeah you know okay so this slate like it's tough because just looking at it in a vacuum i would want to jam the liverpool guys i would want to play alexander arnold and i do kind of like the spot for fulham And they have a forward who's 4,500. So, you know, if I'm just playing this slate against myself, trying to score the highest score, like, that seems like a pretty good strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you feel like a lot of people would think that. Yeah, so I think a good, uh, you know, a good start for tournaments would be to fade one of the 10K guys, maybe fade that cheaper forward range just to get off the construction. Um, And you have, you know, a couple advantages. You'll be different, you know, with guys that aren't as popular and a a different construction. Um, Yeah. I like a couple of the Brighton guys, like you said, I don't know how you can't like a Dingra. I mean, guy plays 90 minutes for a good team and he's cheap. Seems pretty talented. Look at that. 90 minutes in like, five five straight, straight? games sign yeah. me up sign me up for sign me up for a dengra at 6600 um i might have to take a chance on william uh nobody's going to play him i mean not nobody but
1: you know what i mean well ryan what would you tell me if i told you that the highest rated non liverpool goal scorer is 7100 odsun edward he's a name i frequently uh Landed on a lot last year when he was much cheaper. I mean, seventy one hundred with popular Olise, veda Liverpool forward. That's a that sounds like a great play to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna click that?
1: I, I, I think I, you're
2: I, right though. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, like not enough people will click that. I, I, I yeah,
1: sounds like a good play to me. I'll play him. Yeah, so if I was gonna play a lot of entries into a larger entry gpp i i think my strategy would just be to embrace variance. probably just exclude mo Salah because he's going to be quite popular i don't know if he's going to be too popular or not you know i I can't measure this too accurately but there's so many good plays in the mid-range that i i really feel like there's a good chance that some combination of those mid-range plays are going to show up like if you play mo you're going to have to get different in other parts of the construction because there's going to be like a lot of overlapping ownership if you're you know taking a lineup that plays two expensive Liverpool forwards and then plays Trent or if you do like a one expensive forward and play Olise like it's just gonna be tough to win. I, I think I was talking to you about this at least in the showdown format like I spent months just playing really chalky and then like my script would hit like this one zero and I'm like, well what the hell I'm not even getting a lineup into the top three percent right this is what happens when you play the chalk and the chalk gets there like you just have to get so lucky in all these other marginal spots. I see a path of least resistance in attacking the mid-range forwards at least in you know the main entry $16 gpp or whatever it is this week.
2: Yeah, me too. And then you just you got to pray that Jimenez doesn't score. That's step 1 and then you should be good after
1: that. Yeah. I'm not too I I think I can pray that Jimenez doesn't score. I think uh <laughs> Sometimes we run bad, Ryan, but I don't think, uh, hopefully, we don't run that bad. <laughs> I mean, plus 200, maybe I should say a couple prayers, I'll light a candle.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry. What do you, I was just thinking, what do you do if Simikas
1: starts? That is a very difficult matter as well. So if we look at the lineups, Adam is projecting Joe Gomez to start. Simikas has started the last three matches for Liverpool, I think playing 90 minutes in each of them. I think he has a 75 minute start beforehand. It's just a crowded fixture schedule for Liverpool. Um, you know, I don't know when they can expect Robertson back. Um, if Simikas plays as well, though, it's very, very difficult to play him or Trent. It's, it's difficult to play both him and Trent. One thing I'd be tempted to do in that case is one way that you can wiggle $1,500 free is by downgrading from Mosala and playing Darwin Nunez. If you take a look at the goal scoring odds, all right. Well, Mo Salah is minus 165 and Darwin is minus 120. That's about an 8% difference. And I know it really feels like, you know, a star like Salah always gets there, but Darwin has a decent floor, I think. They have similar floor peripherals. They collect fouls and they collect shots at about the same rate. You don't necessarily have those penalty outs, but if you could free up that money by going down to Darwin, I think that would be enough to upgrade a second defender to get up to Simikas. I would make it a priority. I just think attacking fullbacks against Sheffield, just just sign me up. I don't really have a quantitative reason other than it's literally worked all year. Sheffield are terrible. It's probably going to keep on working.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, I just bring it up. It'd be annoying, you know, to to have to pay for Trent and Simikas. Especially, you know, I know he's been better and more consistent lately, but he's a guy that always worries me. We, mm-hmm. we see, we've we seen the early sub before. Now his price is all the way up there. I think you're right. Like, you probably have to, like, you probably have, like, you know, if he's going to play 90 minutes, he, you're going to want to play him. So for cash games, I think you'd have to play both Liverpool defenders. I would want to at
1: least. I'm he's 6k, right? Like there's no one in the 6k range. That's much of a good play. And I, I think, well, I think 68, like 60, Oh, 68. Oh, I thought he was 62 when I was ugh. 68, 68. It's you know, so annoying there oh.
2: for a player. That's like as annoying as
1: he is, you know? Yeah. Well, Ryan, what's going on with Liverpool set pieces? Because like Soboslai has been getting subbed off more frequently. I've had a busy semester, so I'm struggling to like watch these games and notice all of the patterns. Do you have like a read on what the Liverpool set piece situation is? Because like nothing would be more tilting than paying 6,800 for Simicus. And then Soboslai and Trent are taking all of the set pieces, right? Because you literally have to compare. If you can play Simicus, you can play. Uh, Soboslai in a midfield spot. Again, Soboslai, he's been getting subbed off early lately. I don't really know why. Yeah. Know, do you have a read on that Liverpool situation? Yeah, Soboslai, he doesn't really take
2: too many sets. Um, like Simikas, he, he seems to take all those left sided corners. Trent's been taking the shots. He scored with one last game, hit the post the other game. Like, Trent's going to take those shots and I, I yeah i i'd be confident that Simikas takes the left sided corners i don't know what look the the numbers what do the numbers say yeah selobslay looks like he's taken one here and there but yeah,
1: yeah the trend is he's become a more peripheral player on the set pieces and i don't know i just don't know like i don't know enough ball like i don't know like you know some teams change their set piece setup like very very frequently and it's Sometimes I wonder, should I know? Like, oh, should I have known that Silva Sly is going to take set pieces because of whatever weird matchup on the left for Simikas that they don't want him committed up the field? It, yeah. it seems like I want to trust the fullbacks to do it. We have a three-game sample, but there has to be some fragility at least.
2: Yeah, you know, it's pretty much, I don't know, for as long as I can remember under Klopp, Robertson takes the left-sided corners pretty much always. Simikas has pretty much always, like, I don't know, it. I don't know i wouldn't be too worried about it you know i as far as soba's is concerned yeah i was i I expected him to be playing more minutes i mean i played him on both of these recent slates when he got subbed like expecting him to play more because he hadn't played he hadn't played midweek um and they're still subbing him early i don't know liverpool have a lot of central midfielders so I guess it'll probably just keep happening no matter who starts. They have like a ton of guys that sort, you know, need minutes are good enough to be out there. Mm-hmm. That's all that I think it is. But yeah, yeah for the set pieces, I think Simicus is always going to split because he's the only one that's left-footed. You know, it's just the same as Robertson taking all those corners. So yeah, he's that's also why just you would want to play specialist.
1: him. Specialist, yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking at some earlier game logs they there, especially early in the season, which I think is more imprinted on my head. Like, you know, you have situations where he, where he took him over leeway. Alexander Arnold, kind of, yeah. it looks like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it, that wouldn't surprise me. But, I mean, with, with Alexander Arnold scoring from, from free kicks, he's going to have priority on the shots.
1: Yeah. I want to play Trent anyways, but um... – I don't know. I thought it was a situation that was worth at least digesting a little bit. Um, If you're confident that it's going to keep going to the fullbacks, I feel a little bit better. It wasn't something I was going to fade. Like, I wasn't about to suggest that you play Sobosla over Simikas, especially due to the minutes. I think these guys can just get there on floor anyways, even if the, you know, the set pieces are just like a bonus two or three points, you know, on average added per per mat, per slate. And, um, you know, from the floor, you're going to be expecting a lot of crosses from open play.
2: It's Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the best matchup, right? Yeah. They have a 2.6 total. Just can't believe how bad Sheffield's been. <clears throat> like, you know, you mentioned at the start, maybe is the new manager bump enough to enough
1: to fade Liverpool in GPPs? Well, uh, we have Carl Pappen oh, here. Gotta... The Sheffield new manager bounce means they lose by two instead of three. Hey, maybe then they don't pay off those price tags. It's possible. It's very possible oh man well why don't we um keep digging into it i mean yeah i i agree that you know the the liverpool spot is a very elite spot but like how are you going to approach their forwards in tournaments so maybe we can actually just like talk about the forward position as a whole we've been bouncing around a little bit but i mean Salah's going to dominate the conversation personally i feel comfortable in top heavy tournaments just not playing mo salah saving the salary you know I can get to semi a little bit more easily. And um, I don't know, I'm pretty happy with Darwin Nunez as an option, someone who's been playing at least 80 minutes in his last five starts, I think. Again, he is someone who also has a floor. You got Luis Diaz at 8,400. Both of those guys could score braces while Mo only gets like an assist or Mo only gets one goal. Do you share this impression that I have that, Mo probably needs more than one goal in order to kill you, especially on a slate where there's a ton of mid-ranged options and his teammates are very good plays. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think he broke it
2: down perfectly in the, the bigger top-heavy tournaments. Yeah, I think I don't mind fading Salah at all. The matchup's so good that any of the Liverpool forwards, like you said, could score a brace. Um, I kind of think Gakpo is going to start. So, like, I 9, don't know, like, who who will be the lowest owned of the of the Liverpool forwards? Um, I just mean, I, I, I Gakpo he didn't start the last game, I don't believe, and then, and he had a brace in the
1: Europa League before that. I don't know. It just kind of seems like he would start. Yeah, I think uh, Gakpo would be the lowest owned because he's often a rotation risk. I mean, how many times has Gakpo gone, you know, more than 80 minutes in a start for Liverpool? I don't feel like it's a particularly frequent occurrence. And of course we can check using the rotowire tools. So we can always just pull that up. I think he look, would be he the just, lowest
2: owned. Sorry. He just went 90 in the in, in the
1: Europa League and scored two goals. There you go. I mean, what did the other minutes look like though? So if we pull up his player page, take a look at Gakpo. Dun, dun, dun. All right, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. You know, he gets 83 minutes in the Premier League start. He just hasn't been playing too much, Ryan. I don't know. And you look at these early starts, I guess that, again, I think I've watched most of Liverpool, you know, early in the fall, a lot of getting subbed off at the 60th minute, which is quite frustrating. He sometimes does occupy that central midfield role. It depends on the personnel. And you mentioned that's a position where Liverpool have a lot of depth. Um, I think it would be fine, though, at 9,300. I mean, they're playing freaking Sheffield United, so. You just make a bet that you play 75 minutes and you make your bed and you sleep in it.
2: Yeah. That's
1: what I think. I, yeah. I just think
2: whoever's going to be the lowest owned of the Liverpool forwards are great tournament plays it's pretty much as simple as that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I usually approach these things by fading Mo and about 60% of the time I'll be uh, tilting in the discord. So if you want to have a good laugh at my expense, feel free to join in on that. Um, We've talked a lot about these mid-range options. We have Zhao Pedro, seventy-nine hundred. If he starts, he takes penalties for Brighton, not Pascal Gross. So keep an eye out on that. Ryan, you've already mentioned your love of Willian, even though I think you've disrespected him like a year before in the program. <laughs> all maybe i to unearth that clip. I think that was one of the funniest. I apologize, though. On. I gave like a i I gave like a long
2: apology,
1: uh, <laughs> like a, a, a I think months later. You know. Yeah. Then um, we have Evan Ferguson. I mean, playing any of the Brighton Fords, I think, is good. Um, Odeson Edward, who has the highest on Liverpool goal-scoring odds. Adingra, who I have to come around on. I think I just don't like him because he screwed me over in cash one week, and that's just enough to make you dead to me for a long time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think those are the best options. I don't want to play any of these underdog options. Like Anthony Alanga at 7,100 as an underdog against – full I, I just don't know why you wouldn't play Edward instead. I, I don't know – Do any of the underdog teams seem appealing to you? Maybe like a Bournemouth piece or something like that, or are you going to focus on the favorites? Yeah, I can't do it personally for
2: for for tournaments. Like I'm just like for cash, I would say no. Yeah, um, I just you brought up Godo people playing Godos before, and I think it's I think it was because. He split sets in that in that scenario before because Jensen Jensen's out, right or what? Jensen oh, okay. was out, um, so I think I'm pretty sure that's why he got steamed in cash. I mean, who else was going to split sets with Embuemo? Godos had done it last season, so uh-huh. I'm guessing that's what people what people thought. And maybe he did. I didn't even check. I, I don't know if he took a corner or not, but I um. Check. Anyways um i was just gonna say adingra i mean he seems like a better cash play than Jimenez to me i mean if, you if you're find gonna 20, get 90 100. minutes yeah i mean if you're gonna get 90 minutes from a from a brighton forward who like has a higher you know point per minute floor than Jimenez,
1: anyways seems like it would be worth it i think uh, you'd have to downgrade mo Salah to darwin nunez but if you I mean that's the same thesis of getting up to semicus, right? You're looking at like a uh, getting a four K defender up to Simicus, you're looking at getting a four point five K forward up to a Dingra. I think I Darwin see, is yeah. where the money comes from. I see, you know,
2: yeah, it is tough if you're gonna play Salah, um, Alisa and Trent. Yeah. i I mean I maybe you really can make it work, work if you really No, I hadn't like tried to build me. I hadn't I hadn't tried to build the lineup yet. And now that I am trying, it seems
1: pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, so G is in here in the chat. That's his full name. Godos had taken three of four left-sided corners with Embuemo on the season. So there you go. Well, shout out to Redcoat, Ceramic, and Moneyball, all smarter than me, jamming that guy in in the last five minutes. Good for them. But I guess you could play him in cash over Raul if you don't want to play Raul Jimenez. That's if you're looking at that construction. A that's worth thinking about. But if he plays 90 minutes, I might have to capitulate and agree that the game environments is enough that you know he'll get a better floor than Raul. Um, what are how do his goal scoring odds compare? If we look up mm. um, Adingra is the same goal scoring odds as Raul. So I don't know.
2: That's not bad.
1: Not bad at all. He'll have a better floor at least.
2: I but. would have expected him and as like maybe You
1: know, people just finally realize that Jimenez can't score. Maybe. Also a lower total, right? Like the Brighton total is about a half goal more than Fulham. So that's going to increase everyone's numbers across the board. Jack, can you click 4,700 Cameron Archer in this spot? I can't do it. I'm done. I'm done with all of these, uh, Sheffield. you ruined my bit. We were going to go to midfield and I was going to say, are we playing Gustavo hammer at 5,700? I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely like done with, with this team until they show me anything. Like there's no value. I'm not Martin Gale-ing this stuff with Sheffield United. Like they are like absolutely dead on arrival to me. Like, unless they like show that they could be like a cohesive team moving forward. I just think they're going to get bullied all season and you should just, uh,
2: do you think Adam would sell, be selling us on Archer here? Look, he he was all in on McBurney last time out. McBurney rewarded him with a nice little red card. They have no forwards except Archer. You, Do know, you know who, would be, who would have, Adam
1: would be selling us on? Thirty nine hundred. Benny Triore. Is, is he going to start? Adam has him. I in guess the lineup it's possible.
2: Right okay, I didn't see that him. Then yeah. Can you can you click one of these Sheffield guys?
1: I think we might have to be done with him. I'm done with them. I've done that Giga Brains play the terrible team sub 4K forward, and they just almost always score two points. And sometimes they score a goal, and then it's just like, oh, I have seven other lineup spots I have to get right. So it just you know, feels uh, really thin.
2: I had, I played 15 lineups in the main uh, GPP today. I had three really good out bio lineups. So like, there you, you go. I clicked
1: it. I mean, maybe that's not quite as bad, but it seems close, you know. I was going to play Carlton Morris before he got scratched, but I mean, that's the difference between a two-game slate and uh, with weird pricing with different pricing dynamics in this one and a four-game slate. It's
2: it's much different. Two-game slate. There's no one else to click. You know, I just (laughs) needed to fill a third team. So, yeah, I suppose this is this is different. I'm just looking for, I was, you know, anyone else besides chalk Jimenez
1: yeah well and he's there if you want to avoid that chalk so I think maybe Russ just Woods there Fifty eight. 5800 5, I can't do it that's too much that's tough that's tough <laughs> <laughs> how about Mateta at 5500 if he starts now that is a good spend down option in my opinion at least a oh yeah more positive spot for Crystal Palace
2: yeah I could do Mateta
1: all right, let's move on to the midfield spot. So, all right, uh, Michael Elise at ten point, at 10.3K. I, I just, I can't fade Michael Elise in cash games. Maybe that's mentally weak. Maybe I can get a few decimal points of projection by switching some pieces around. And, you know, maybe I'm underestimating the Liverpool goal equity. Elise is just an animal in fantasy. And it's a matchup for Crystal Palace where they're playing against... Bournemouth, I believe, who I do not think have a good defense. I mean, for whatever little that's worth. It just feels like if Elise is taking a monopoly of set pieces, playing as a home favorite, I'm just done thinking about it at that point and I'll make the rest of the lineup work. Um, Does that sound like a reasonable approach in cash? And um, what do you think about fading 16 points from Elise at a midfield spot in tournaments?
2: Oh, yeah, I'd be fine fading it in tournaments. If he's just going to score 16. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, just in general, are are we worried about the minutes at all? You know, uh, 90 in back to back games. Um, he went like, you know, he went like 110 minutes when people thought he was going to get subbed off. Yeah. Like his second start back. I don't know. You said at the start congested fixtures. Um yeah. but yeah I wouldn't like you know I'm not really going to try to predict minutes or let it wouldn't let it play into my thoughts for cash games. I mean yeah Palace at home against Bournemouth seems like a pretty good spot,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Ca-
2: cash games easy click.
1: Then for tournaments are you maybe looking to play players who have like dual forward eligibility? Um you know, you could play like Luis Diaz instead in a midfield spot. That's a pretty easy move to make or do any of these other midfielders sound interesting to you? Again, we have Soboslai who's being subbed off early. Tough to trust if that's the current rotation pattern. If you can't project 70 minutes from him, he'll shoot sometimes from distance, but I don't think he gets enough goals and enough set pieces to pay off frequently enough at that price. I'm quite interested in um, Karamidema if he starts. Otherwise it seems a little bit barren. I mean, do you trust Andreas Pereira at 70 minutes? at 6,200, it's starting to get cheap enough where you might be able to eat up the minutes worries. Uh, yeah,
2: Um. so, I, yeah, I wanted to ask you, you know, if, if you were going to play, you know, is Pereira not a cash play? I wanted it. to make is him he, one. I mean, you know, it seems pretty cheap for for the matchup, but, you know, if, if he's only going to play 60, 70 minutes, is it worth it? Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough because the Pereira of old, you would just jam in, but it's
1: not really like that anymore. Yeah, the Pereira of old, that's no question. We're playing him like last season's Andreas. But I mean, you're looking at, okay, at Liverpool, he did okay, but 62 minutes, nine points against Wolves in 76 minutes. Again, a tough matchup against Villa. I don't know. Maybe if I look at, maybe if I adjust these sort of things for matchup, it's a pretty good spot for Fulham. Maybe it does make it compelling. Again, maybe this just makes a case in your cash games. If you want to pay up for an Adingra, a Simikos, or a Pereira, I think it makes the case for just going down from Sala to Nunez, and I think it's justifiable. Because you'd be comparing a 2v2 of like Mo Sala and Lewis freaking cook versus um, you know, having Andreas for seventy five minutes in a good matchup taking most of the set pieces and then just taking Darwin Nunez. It's a bit of a trust the process type of play there, Ryan, but um Maybe Maybe, you just have to be mentally strong. Or maybe the fact that he didn't take pens, that he's not on
2: pens anymore. That's a pretty big deal to me. Maybe you can just forget about him, you know? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily forget about him, but, you know, to me, that having pens as a home favorite, like, that's a pretty big deal. And I think we can be pretty sure that Willian is on pens.
1: I mean, especially he made both of them, right? I didn't watch that game. Yeah, there.
2: yeah, he did. So, like for sure, but he's on. He's on them. Then they're not gonna. Um, you mentioned meetama Yeah, I think he's a great tournament play. Have a lot of interest in Miedema. Um Have a little bit of interest in Tavernier for the same price. I mean, if you're going to be playing Palace pieces, which I probably probably will be. Um, I think he's decent at low
1: ownership. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not there's not too much tempting in the mid range. I mean, you're looking at options like Wissa, who's playing as an underdog, so I don't want to prioritize that spot. It seems like Alex Iwobi has a more defensive role on this Fulham team. Again, I haven't been able to watch as much, so you can yell at me if I'm wrong. I always find it difficult to play like these like in good spots for Liverpool, these like uh, Curtis Jones types. I feel like the slate's a little bit too big to consider, you know, just hoping that you know, more box to box type midfielders put up the huge fantasy scores, but playing anyone in that game environments, I think is definitely justifiable. Um,
2: um Yeah. You could play a well in tournaments for sure. He has been playing more defensive at, at the start, but he got, he was getting forward a bunch recently. He got mm-hmm. forward a lot against wolves scored four shots. Yeah. Like he's cheap enough. Just, Harry Wilson too. If he got the start for fifty three hundred, you take a chance on Harry Wilson in tournaments for sure.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense. But this again, this is what kind of has me on a more barbelly construction. You're looking at it in a very iffy spot for Andreas not taking penalties at home. I mean, who profiles between Michael Elise and you know Lewis Cook? Again, I'm sorry, I keep bringing up Lewis Cook, but he does take some corners at three point six k. None of these guys really feel good as cash game options.
2: No. um, Cook Cook doesn't seem bad either. You're right. He takes some corners, usually plays 90 minutes. Is there anyone in the mid-range that, yeah, should be a priority over that? I'm not sure. Doesn't seem like it.
1: Yeah, maybe you can look at, you know, Pereira's sub patterns and see if you can figure something out and take a look at the bench, but otherwise, I think that's kind of that. That's that's why I think the cash construction is the way it is. Um, Any other thoughts on midfield? Do you want to, Ryan? Do you want to take a stab at this question? Uh, How is Liverpool away a good spot? Our friend Bear, do you think uh, Liverpool away to Sheffield United is indeed a good spot? Do you feel like you have to defend that?
2: Is he saying like Liverpool are bad away from home, so it's not a good spot? I, 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 I think he's worried would, about
1: the away fragility.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the matchup against Sheffield supersedes it, but like you know, maybe you can factor in the new manager and tell yourself a story that Sheffield are going to show up at home. You know, with the new manager, could happen for the first. Five minutes, but <laughs> they've just, you know, they've. I can't believe how bad they've been. I don't know. We keep saying it. So I think just have to trust it at this point. Liverpool have looked pretty good, at least from an attacking sense. So how are they not going to create a ton of chances?
1: Yeah. And to uh, not be maybe so tongue in cheek about it, like I do think you can build tournament lineups where you just play two. Brighton forwards and you just say the Brighton forwards are going to outscore the Liverpool guys or like Liverpool substitutes score the goal so I think there is some merit to looking at these other options and good spots but I mean it is a good spot for Liverpool and if you fade it's the less likely outcome but I think you can still get enough points in certain game scripts so I think that's just the the way to look at it I mean if you think Liverpool is a bad spot you need to just jam into the slate and uh, print all the money I would, after was, I was going
2: to say if this is a bad spot for Liverpool, it's,
1: it's going to be a great tournament for you. Yeah. Unless the Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool uh, donks get there yet again.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: Let's take a look at defender. Um, We have Trent Alexander Arnold at 8,200. Ryan, are you worried about that price in uh, this matchup? You know, I know, again, I haven't been able to watch enough Liverpool. I know there's a lot of uh, hemming and hawing early on. Is he going to play this like central defensive role? I think it's fine now. He does take some set pieces. He shoots. He's got enough goal equity. I think he spends more of his time on the flank. Is that a correct assessment? Like, are you worried about like role fragility? In you know, a trend, being able to get forward and uh be active on the offense.
2: I mean, yeah, a little bit, a little bit for 8,200. Yeah. Um Like no matter how good the matchup is at that price, you know, look at his recent games, he's needed a goal or else he's had what un- under, under 10 floor points. Mm-hmm. I know it was. Don't, but I don't know. You look at all the games this season. I don't think like is his floor as high as it was when he was whipping in all those crosses.
1: Well, I can Probably look at not. The DFS trends tab for a moment if you're able to riff a little bit more.
2: Yeah, so I mean, like, I think you can fade him in tournaments. Mm-hmm. I, I think like in like single entry stuff or cash or like he's normally going to be a good play, but there's plenty of times when he's just going to score like 10 points. And mm-hmm. is that going to be good enough for 8,200? Right. I mean, why can't, you know, there's plenty of times when he's just going to have like four shots and four crosses and yeah, you know, clean sheet and you score 12 points or something, some shots assisted. I don't that know. That doesn't but pay like off he,
1: an 8.2 K tag.
2: Right. Like, are there other good defenders on this site?
1: I think there are, especially if Simi starts, because I think, you know, he doesn't at $1,400 cheaper, he doesn't necessarily, he, the floor can pay off a little bit more at that price tag, a little bit less opportunity cost. I have opened up the tool. So we don't, we only show the cheat sheet very often, but I mean, there's like a whole great suite of tools. If you pull, if you go to the soccer DFS tab and you look at the DFS trends, you can filter by floor points, which like just removes goals, assists and yellow cards. You can filter games started and you can just see what the floor of everyone on Liverpool is. So you filter the Liverpool tab and you take a look at Trent's floors. And we're talking about, you know, this removes clean sheet points, but it's 11, 9.8, 16.2, 7.6, 7.4, 11.4, like a 5.4 a bit ago. So if you're looking at sort of uh, it, it's almost a Josh Kimmich type of situation, Ryan, would that be inaccurate? Where he's a player who has this 10 point floor, but you really are going to rely on the goal you know, maybe you need that spectacular free kick goal. He's probably going to be scoring from distance more often than taking shots inside of the box. I guess that's something you can fact check if that's true or false, but um, yeah, is 11. Yeah, it is. A, it, is a,
2: it is a similar situation to like a, a Kimmich right in the spot. Um, yeah. Seems like, you know, Trent, I would say has more goal and assist upside than Kimmich for sure. But, yeah, it, it's, it's the, the concept is similar for sure. Like, he's not always going to pay off that $8,200 price tag, especially in tournaments when, you know, so many of these options are the, – the, the 9 the nine and 10K options are the best options, you know, and it's tough to afford them if you play Alexander-Arnold. You can get on different constructions without him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Simikas has outfloored Alexander-Arnold. The past few games, you have a 13.4. You have two 13, close to 13-point floors right there. I should use this tool a little bit more often, actually, to help my my research. You see the most olive floors looking around eight points and how Darwin can sort of meet that type of floor. Again, going back to that cash game discussion, if you want to get into the 6K range. If you like looking at these tools and you think they could help you research, you should do RoadWire.com backslash soccer trial. It's like $9 a month. This is like the best value in soccer dfs i'm convinced that we offer the best value these videos are free the discord is popping if you were in rotowire two years ago the discord was quiet like now like interleague i open it up and i'm missing like 150 messages and um a lot of regulars from the lobby have started have been uh, joining the discord which is really fun to see i don't know i just don't think you're going to get a better value for your time and i feel quite passionate about this so if you need to be persuaded like send me a dm or something on discord or uh on Twitter, I'd be happy to sell it. And uh you know, two day, two, uh two-day free trial, com backslash soccer trial. Join the movement. All right. Uh, that was a good sell. That was a good sell. I'm feeling uh feeling passionate today. I don't know. It just Can saves you- so much time. Like how do people find set pieces, Ryan? Like you go on Sofa Score and look at heat maps and have like 30 tabs open. Like show show like at least like a little bit of respect for your time and like It's all just in one place. Like, do I want to know what the heck have Brighton done with set pieces? I click any name, Pascal Gross. All right. And then I have a table down here of all the set piece crosses and shots for Brighton across all the season, across all competitions. Like I've saved you five minutes every slate and multiply that times every slate. I mean, just for simple quality of life. And that's not even including all the other tools like Team Trends that show you the minutes and stuff. Anyways, I'm sounding like a used car salesman. Let's uh, talk. Let's go back to the (laughs) the DFS stuff. Ryan, are there any cheaper defenders you like? So if you're not going to play Trent, you can spend that money on more expensive forwards. Who do you like who's maybe like 4K and below? Or maybe there's some mid-priced action that you like.
2: I was going to say, how about about the American for 5,800?
1: Anthony at 5,800. Do you think that's a play, or is that a little too expensive?
2: I don't know. You see, he had 13 interceptions against, and 20 fantasy points against Liverpool last game. <laughs>
1: 13 interceptions? How about
2: 13 interceptions?
1: How is that possible?
2: He got an assist in three straight games. He scored in both of the United States' most recent games, I believe. I mean, the kid's just on fire. I don't know. It's tough for 50. It's tough click at 5,800, but you know, can he equal Trent? I think so. Sometimes, sometimes he can, you know, it's a, it's a good home matchup. Um, so I'm not opposed to doing that. Mm -hmm. Like if, if, especially if you're playing Jimenez, I mean, the assist has got to come from somewhere. He's one of the more likelier ones. You know, you you could say that if if Jimenez is going to score, um, so I don't mind that strategy. Yeah, I don't know. You know, if Joe, if Joe Gomez we have Joe Gomez starts over Simicas, I don't know. Do you consider that for 4,400? That seems kind of risky to me.
1: I don't know. I think it's a little bit risky. He He's gotten good fantasy scores, but I don't know how much of that has been like reliant on defensive peripherals. I mean, maybe I can just pencil in 13 interceptions for him as well, um, but probably not when Liverpool are dominating possession. I got a little bit Actually, skittish on minutes. Sorry. I Yeah, no, I I was skittish on minutes, but
2: maybe you just like pencil him in for, he's went 90 in both his last two starts, right? Mm-hmm. At right back. That's good enough for me against Sheffield. So yeah, I guess I, I, I take it back. Like
1: you just, you just, you just got to click it and pray. It's a black box, Ryan. He's a fullback on a good team that's playing against Sheffield. The team doesn't even have to be that good, mind you. Like Vitinho on Burnley, I think, got like 10 floor points over the weekend. So yep, at 4,400, I, I think you'd consider him – I'd consider him in cash Um, if he started. You're talking about $5,800 Anthony Robinson, but you can do the – the what's this meme it's like mom we already have that at home the four thousand dollar uh timothy castagna that would be an okay consolation prize again just a favorite fullback at home he's been a fairly attacking player for fulham as well i think so that is worth a shout um any interest in any of these cheaper guys go off
2: i mean i kind of have some interest in your boy jokey manderson for 3.6k that's Adams' yeah. boy, the Joea Constrictor. I mean, at least he's not forty five hundred anymore. He was over five k, I think, on 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 one of the slates. Yeah. Um. So no, like, I'm half half kidding, but I don't. I guess I don't mind punting. You no. know, with a center back, especially in a keeper
1: in a tournament just because I'm saving so much and I'll get a different, slightly different roster construction. Like, you know, if I have Michael Elise, I'll play this thirty three hundred dollar Mark Gayes along with him. I don't know right. if I'm as sold on that correlation. You know, it's sort sometimes the set piece taker with the center back feels like the NFL version of a uh, play the kick returner and the defense to try to get the double dip. So I don't know if I'm fooling myself on the correlation ever, but at least when the players are cheap, I think it's worth considering and you know, combined with clean sheet equity. Joachim Anderson, he is a pretty good passer of the ball. You can accidentally fall into an assist if things go right. When they're that cheap, it's fine.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's right now we're like touting center backs, but he's at least has a higher
1: floor than other center backs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And if you need someone, uh, Ibrahima Kanate, 3,400. He is too cheap playing for a favorite. So I could see him getting used if you just need that extra. $600 or something like you can't afford. uh, If you can't afford castagna I think it's fine to play Canate. All right. Any other uh, thoughts on Defender? Or um, I think I have to tell people who I want to play at Goalkeeper. I am on. Have Have you been getting it right lately? No, I've been getting it horribly wrong. I did get Schlager right last week over the Champions League. He completely bailed me out. Just 19 points. I I don't think a lot else went right for me, but it was kind of a disaster UCL slate anyways. Um, But I played Raya and I was yelled at for not telling people that I was spending up at goalkeeper. I I think like the last eight times I've spent up at goalkeeper in Premier League, they've conceded. But the current goalie, and I will update this in the Discord, I have Mark Flecken right now to make everything work. Do you have any goalkeeper thoughts about this one or uh, just play whoever fits?
2: Um, I don't mind playing foddering him in, in tournaments. If you're only going to, even if you're going to play, even if you have like Salah and Trent as, or, or, you know, I think, I think this is a slate where he could allow a goal and be okay. Um, or two goals. I mean, you know, Um, sure.
1: If, you, if if Liverpool take enough shots, um, do you think they're a team that can shoot enough that you know he can have one of these like he concedes three goals but gets six saves, six points at thirty six hundred sounds all right to me. I don't know. I mean,
2: yes, I do because Liverpool. Yeah, you just feel like Liverpool are going to take a, a ton of shots here. Yeah.
1: Um, I was players, They
2: have they have like multiple players who like shooting from distance too i mean yeah. Sobas soba loves to rip shots so does alexander arnold even Salah likes to take shots that aren't gonna go in sometimes yeah. um yeah they're they're a good team we were talking about last time like what arsenal being a bad team and city tough too for that sometimes i don't mind mm-hmm. playing keepers against liverpool we've seen it plenty of times they yeah. they, they They get scored on a couple times and still put up a good score. Um, Other than that, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't really have too much of a take on keeper.
1: My one question is that I wonder, you know, there's been a few times where there's been like a really disgusting goalkeeper like Fodderingham. And then I play like the Brentford keeper. So I get like, you know, 20% win odds added to that. You know, you're not really counting. You're not really playing for the clean sheets. I mean, if that happens, that's just when you get bailed out. I just wonder if it's mentally weak. I could, I'm spending 600 extra and I don't know if I'm necessarily getting as much save upside. I feel like when Sheffield are just going to have shots rain down on them, maybe sometimes you just have to accept the minus fours and the minus sixes and just say that the extra salary was worth it. And he does pay off at six points enough. I mean, we're happy when any punt goes off for six points. You pay a thirty-five hundred dollar defender; they get six points. You're like, "That's fine." So maybe then, uh, this is maybe like, like an a, all-time
2: yeah. question. Yeah, this is like an all-time. I've I've asked myself this question for years. I still do. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Like,
1: I think it might be bad in tournaments. Some in some tournaments, in some contexts. But I think in cash, I just have to just eat the negative force. Sometimes that doesn't happen as often as it feels like it happens. You you do have those
2: those negative outcomes. Yeah. Which is tough to, I guess it's tough to put a value on Yeah, how bad those are for you versus the times when, you know, the, you can use the 600 versus the times when he just gets a lot of saves and scores more than your other keeper. I don't know, man, like me- mentally weak. That's funny. I've thought that to myself about the same yeah, this same situation. I'm not yeah. sure
1: I'd go there, but I know what you mean. Well, um, sometimes
2: it seems that way.
1: Yeah. Well, no matter what happens, Adam, I need you to clip this, and uh, I'll let everyone know if I play Fodderingham, and then you can uh, put over the Curb Your Enthusiasm, boom, 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 <laughs> music to it, and then uh, showcase yeah, well, me in third to when last. And he scores, it's like, negative eight. <laughs> Please, full do, that. Samba. Please yeah. do that. Please do that. Adam, uh, put the interns on it. I know we have a whole army of them. <laughs> All right, Ryan, this is a fun show. I, I really think there's a lot of ways that you can go on this slate, and um, a lot of ways to tinker even with the studs and duds construction. So, should be fun. We'll probably see some surprises with uh, lineups, and uh, I don't know anything else for the people, Ryan. Other than a good luck.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. Just good luck and good luck to me, and good luck yeah. to
1: you. I yeah, mean, we need to
2: these. Let Ryan win one of these. <laughs> yeah, it's been too long. I need a win.
1: <laughs> All right, everyone. So, right, yeah, good luck. Play, so Ryan can win. <laughs> See you, everyone. Thanks, Jack.